Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Katie Smith and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network, a production of Baylor Athletics. John Morris, Katie Smith, on Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Yeah, great week for Thanksgiving. So excited to have John Maurer here, our Director of Sports Ministry. John, thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Thanks for asking me. Part of our timing was with Thanksgiving, always great to uh, stop and pause and say thanks. And this is a good opportunity to let people know what you do in your area also. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm the director of sports ministry, uh, John and Katie. So what that means is I try to give leadership to the ministry that happens in the athletic department um, with our student athletes, our coaches and our staff. Um, I've got a full-time senior coordinator with me. We've got a graduate assistant in, uh, from Truett seminary as well and then we've got probably 10 others that are either Baylor employees and in some other fashion or some volunteers for us that serve as team chaplains for our teams and so yeah we uh, spread out across the athletic department if you will and and uh, embed ourselves in teams and build relationships and are there to do ministry on our on our teams in the context of our teams and yeah, wow. so that's what we do. That's so cool. I love getting to hear about that and just kind of there's all these boots on the ground all over campus, but someone's got to keep all of that organized, and that is John Maurer, who's here <laughs> with us today. So talk a little bit about those relationships. What does that look like yeah. in terms of your interaction with student-athletes? What's the day-to-day of your job like? Yeah, so um, a lot of lot of relationships on a lot of different levels, as you as you mentioned, with our student athletes, which with our coaches, with our staff. You know, um, one of the privileges I think of being here specifically at Baylor in this role is that there's a lot of people who are here who embrace the mission, mm. and so honestly, it's it's getting to know all those folks in all their different places, um, literally, whether they're athletic trainers or nutrition people or strength trainers or assistant coaches or um, player development um, staff that we have now, and getting to know them and helping to resource them to build a culture of disciple-making in our athletic department is really the vision. So this is not something that's centered on me or even maybe centered on team chaplains per se, but it really is, um, I think what we're trying to do is build a culture or if you will, a fabric of, hey, everybody's involved in this thing, you know? Um, what I think what can happen, whether it's in a local church, in a ministry, is it really can be centered on the pastor, right? Or the leader, mm-hmm. as if we hire this person to do all the work. Yeah. And I really don't think that that's the biblical model, right? Yeah. If, if you see uh, in the book of Ephesians, when Paul talks about the gifts that are given to different leaders, it is for the training up of the work of ministry for us all to be involved in, right? And so that's what we're really trying to embrace is that kind of... Um, 
uh, mentality, if you will. And so, uh, yes, yeah, Holly and I are seeking to build relationships and uh, locate people, and again, in those various different places and, and resource them and help kind of bring them along in this whole process of um, trying to meet the spiritual needs of uh, in our athletic department. That's very good. Very well thought out plan. Uh, and you and Holly are full time. You've got these others that are out there really with the teams. And isn't that important? I mean, because, Absolutely. I mean, two of you, you can't make right. it to. Yeah. How many Absolutely. student athletes do we have? Yeah. 350? 500 plus, yes. I think. Okay, I'm way yep. that low. <laughs> yeah. But with that many, to really get personal and make a relationship with them, you've got to have more. Absolutely. And as I mentioned, so, you know, we've got some people that are, in a sense, kind of volunteer or auxiliary to our athletic department, right? Like a Scott Brewer with basketball, who's actually employed by Nation of Coaches, right? But is embedded with the men's basketball team. But then we've got kind of this new position that's come along in the last few years called player development. Mm -hmm. So Sophia Young Malcolm, right? It serves in that role with basketball, but is such an incredible person (laughs) and follower of Christ. And so fits in that kind of chaplain role there as well. We've got Danny Price who serves actually as a operations uh, director Mm -hmm. with, with softball, but is a Truett graduate and really loves the Lord and loves ministry and loves to disciple girls. And so, Holly's kind of coming alongside of her and saying, hey, how can we help you help lead this team spiritually as well? Yeah, so it really is a uh, multifaceted, you know, different people and different positions, right, in terms of the org chart. But, again, all people that God is using in various different ways on our teams. And then, of course, we've got the Truett Graduate Student Program, you know, in sports ministry, which honestly was probably the thing professionally that drew me to this role here at Baylor having done sport ministry the last 30 years coming before coming to Baylor and always being involved in training up new uh, folks to do sports ministry in my various contexts before. But to come to a place like Baylor, we're right across the street. We've got Truett Seminary with really the only, as far as I know, MDiv program where you can come and get a sports ministry emphasis. So we've got former student athletes that end up over there to study sport ministry theologically, but right. they need practical ministry training right and so that's kind of where we come in to say hey what would it look like for us to kind of build an internship type program in which they could come over here and give us some more boots on the ground so it kind of gives us some more hands to the plow but also gives them the experience and again all of that is about what would it look like for Baylor to influence beyond Baylor someday right Mm -hmm. so it's it's not just like building up this big huge machine for Baylor but it really is about training up the next generation to do sport ministry wherever God might lead them, right? Wow. So that's the, the fun thing about our true graduate students that yeah. are getting involved. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, you've mentioned that incredible partnership we have with Druid over there, the Faith and Sport Institute, and, and all the incredible people that's brought in. And if, if I'm not mistaken, you're currently working on your doctorate over there as well in all your spare time. In all your spare time. Soon. We'll have to refer Soon. to him as Dr. Mauer. Wow. wow. I look yeah. forward to the day. You have done your, do- your, uh, your uh, background in, in work, haven't you? Yeah. So give us give us a little insight on that. What it, what are you focusing on in yes. that doctorate? Um, yeah. What kind of led you to, to want to do that now after 35 years of experience? Great, great question. Yeah, the Doctor of Ministry program really is set up not to advance theory but to advance practice. Right. So the idea is uh, to learn how to take something that you're working on currently and and kind of take it apart and study it and say, hey, you know, is this thing working, this program, this discipleship, you know, 
training boot camp that we do or whatever, is it working? If it's not, why isn't it working? Or if it is, how can you make it better, work better? And then actually to kind of build a new model and then to test it in real life on real people and then say, hey, how did that work? And then write all that up hmm. and say, wow, this this is how we can make it better, right? So yeah, after how did I how did I do that? You know, I, I, I think um, having done a master's 25 years ago and really enjoyed uh, that deep dive into the theological training to get tools for ministry and obviously then having been a part of it for generations. I had thought about doing the doctorate ministry maybe at some point um, just down the road just to continue to challenge myself and grow spiritually and theologically. To be honest, if it wasn't for COVID. <laughs> uh, oh, here we go. Here, a positive. Yes, it, it really was. Yeah. I mean, I obviously coming here to Baylor, I knew about the program and said, hey, maybe someday. And then I get fully involved in everything I'm doing. And, and to be honest with you, it was like how I would I, it was not even on the radar. Right. And then COVID hits and everything stops. Yeah. And I'm thinking, OK, Lord, what are you doing now? And then all of a sudden popped up, you know, the, the D-Men program. And I thought, you know, maybe this is the time. And so it gave me some time to apply and to kind of jump into the program. And then then as things ramped back up to say, OK, this is going to be a three, you know, maybe four year process of doing this thing. So to kind of add that to my professional development, if you will, in the next three or four That's years. Great. Right. So, wow. um, yeah, so I'm really excited about it. I've, it. It's really only four classes, which I'm now through. And then I'm just starting on this whole project adventure, which will be kind of the next year or two. So is that the dissertation? Yes. Is that what that is? Yeah, it's a okay. dissertation project. Gotcha. That you, you know, it takes a year to two years to wow. pull off. So. That's really discipline. Katie, I don't know about you. I can't imagine going back to school. <laughs> I cannot either, and I'm not too, too far removed, well, and still right. it seems like the scariest thing removed. in the world. And I'll tell you what, there's some days where I have the same feeling, John, Katie, I, I do. But, but you're uh, in it, and you're yes. doing it. Oh, kudos to you for doing that. Yeah. yeah that well, is really cool. Thanks. And how about Truett and everything that it offers, yeah. being here as a resource, as a tool, as an opportunity. No doubt. For you and for yeah. so many people. Absolutely. Isn't that great? It really is. And, and, and honestly, it's uh, it's kind of one of our best kept secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, when I got here in 2018, I think when some of our coaches, the point when some of our coaches started becoming aware of it was under the old rules of the grad transfer idea. Oh. Right. And we had a yeah. couple of grad transfers, right. women's basketball, yeah. uh, Jalen McClendon, the quarterback member with the yes. with the football team. Those student athletes came here because, remember, under the original rules, you had to find a program somewhere else that didn't offer something that your current school did, right? And so that is literally a a one-of-a-kind program. Interesting, yeah. And so when that began to happen, I think some of our coaches was like, oh, we've got a graduate program across, (laughs) you know, in in Bible and theology and (laughs) ministry and sports ministry, you know, so – yeah, and so that's, again, that's one of, I think, one of the things that I'd really like to see happen is more and more, not just of our student-athletes, but our coaches becoming aware of that. They've got some incredible things that they're launching. In the last couple of years, they, they've launched an online certificate sports ministry program that oh, cool. they offer classes that are really entry-level classes for anyone across the world. And they've had wow. a bunch of people... In fact, my wife just took one. My wife uh, helps serve as our chaplain for women's, the women's tennis team and has been involved in campus ministry longer than I have, frankly. But they've got a new uh, class over there that's uh, about sports ministry and mental health. Mm. That is really, she said it was a tremendous class that she took. And okay. so 
Yeah, so they're starting to do that, and then they actually have an online now, an online master's program that um, sports ministry people from around the country, again, can log in from their computer and, and pursue a master's degree in, in, wow. in sports ministry training. So, yeah, they, it's really fun to see how that thing has grown in the last decade and, and really excited for maybe what the next decade is going to look like. Wow, that's awesome. So many cool opportunities right across the street yeah, from, from oh where yeah. we're sitting yeah. right now. That's well, right. very cool. So let's take it back a little bit further. I want to hear a little bit more about how you got into sports ministry. And so 35 years. Am I correct with yes. that number? Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. But yep. so played football at Dayton. And yep. then how did you – were you always field – had you always felt called to sports ministry? Yeah. Was it something that you kind of fell into? Yeah, well, funny you ask that question. I was here uh, about a month when a graduate student kind of wandered down the hallway and knocked on my door and said, hey, my name's so-and-so. I'm taking a class. I forget what the class was, but I need to interview a few people about their careers. Do you have a few minutes? And I was like, sure. Why not? You know, <laughs> why sit down. Not? <laughs> and one of the first questions she asked me was, okay, so when you were growing up, when did you start dreaming about this thing that you're doing? <laughs> yeah. You know? And I literally started laughing because, you know, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, in a family of five kids. And, yeah, you know, we went to church and – Mom made sure that that was a part of what we did. But, man, I, I just loved sports mm. and was always playing sports. And it was really through friends on my high school football team that I came to know Christ in a personal way. Um, there was guys on my football team that were involved with Young Life and one day, you know, invited me out to a Young Life meeting. And I went for all the wrong reasons, in a sense, spiritually. I, I wasn't thinking spiritually at all. I mean, I was thinking about, hey, these guys are the co-captains of our high school football team, and they're inviting me. I'm going. Yeah. And then they said there'd be girls there. There you go. And then, <laughs> then they said there'd be pizza there, right? Yeah, and yeah. There you go. <laughs> Goodness gracious. So Sign I show up. up, and it's in somebody's house, and it, there were girls there. There was pizza there, but it, it was just different. It was fun. It was There was energy there, and there were kids my age talking about a relationship with Christ, which, mm. honestly, I had never been around that before, uh. and I was just very intrigued at that point. And so that was – kind of the beginning point for me to begin to pursue a relationship with Christ that that started that sophomore year in high school yeah. and uh you know went to play the you know as you said played football at the University of Dayton um enrolled actually originally in the engineering school that lasted one semester <laughs> uh after physics and chemistry yeah. and calculus my fre you know my wow. freshman year and it was like yeah that's not really what I want to <laughs> do and my dad was in business with my uncle in Cleveland forever and so my two best next plans were okay business school I could end up working maybe for my dad and uncle someday or then the ultimate you know fallback plan would be to teach and coach in high school which was something I could always kind of envision myself but as I got involved with Athletes in Action which is a non-denominational ministry in, in college myself as a student athlete and began to grow in my faith really got excited about what, what God was doing on our football team there at the University of Dayton and the guy that was mentoring me in my junior year, we sat down and we were just having a conversation about my future. And, I, you know, he asked me, what are you thinking of doing? And I told him what I just told you. And he said, well, you know, let me throw one more thing at you. You know, you could think about doing, doing this. And I was like, what do you mean doing this? He's like, well, like, like sports ministry, like you're doing as a student athlete. You could join staff with Athletes in Action or Fellowship of Christian Athletes and actually do that as a job. And I, honestly, I had never knew that that was even a thing. Yeah. <laughs> And I won't go into all the details of what happened between then and, you know, graduation or whatever. But as I started seeking the Lord about my future, I realized, man, I, I love sports and I love the Lord. And, like, what a cool thing to put those things together. And so why not try this for a year yeah. or two, you yeah. know? And here I am 35 years wow. later 
still doing the same thing. I think it uh, caught my mom and dad really by surprise when it began, and it seemed like maybe a phase that John was going to go through, you know, for a little while. And uh, here I am, <laughs> still do, still doing the same thing, right? In a sense, that's right? Awesome. So that's a great long-lasting phase. Yeah. Pretty cool. The athletes in action was the precursor to that uh, campus crusade. Yes. So campus crusade started in the fifties. Okay. Athletes in action started in the early sixties. Gotcha. Right. A guy right. named David Dave Hanna approached Bill Bright, the founder of Campus Crusade, and said, "Hey." you guys really need a sports ministry. And Bill Bright said, well, why don't you join us and start it, you know? Wow. And so, yeah, Dave Hanna started, you know, uh, Athletes in Action to, to kind of be the sports ministry of Campus Crusade. That's great. And, uh, yeah, I got I got involved in 1987 and did that for 30 years, you know, wow. leading up to my time here at Baylor. So, yeah. John Maurer, our guest, director of sports ministry at Baylor on the Sikkim Podcast. I've had the privilege of calling games, telling stories about Baylor University athletics For a long time, storytelling is an art, and there's a network in town doing just that. Rogue Media Network has produced over 80 original podcasts and shows, ranging from comedy, true crime, business, and sports. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. You can find this podcast and all the other great Rogue Media Network shows on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Wow, we are here with John Maurer, and thank you so much for spending your Thanksgiving week with us. Wow, so great to hear about just kind of how the world of sports ministry has changed even since you started. And so now being at Baylor, I was at um, the Baylor Women's Council event earlier this week, and Mitch Thompson, our head baseball coach, was a coach, and he was talking about um, how they've just hired two part-time staff to be chaplains with their program. And he just – I loved what he said, but he made this comment of – wow, like what other school to, in the country has this many on-staff chaplains that they that they pay, that they have salaries for, and things like that. And so he kind of, it was a testament to the world needs a Baylor and the, the world needs a school that, that does this. So what has it been like working at Baylor and having these resources to be able to do those things, but kind of seeing how God's used them in different people? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as I alluded to before, you know, and kind of um, – when I heard about this role being open in 2017 and, and took a look at the job description, I told you before about the Truett, you know, seminary program across the street and the graduate students. Um, when I got here in 2018 um, and met with my boss, uh, Dr. Burleson, he kind of, <laughs> we had, we had lunch and he, he handed me a spreadsheet of all the folks <laughs> yeah. that are here in the athletic depo- department already doing ministry. And so yeah, that I mean, honestly, that is very, very unusual um, mm-hmm. in my line of work, if you will. And so, I mean, obviously, I had only been to a, a couple different places before mm-hmm. that, but obviously had colleagues all over the country doing what I did in, in many different athletic departments. But to have, a, again, a place like this where because of what it is, is a Christian mission place, it draws people that mm-hmm. know the Lord and love the Lord and want to be involved in ministry, right? And so, yeah, the... The resources here, the people here, um, really are are phenomenal, and it's and it's the best thing we've got going, you know. And so, um, really, in that way, it, other places that I'd been, I, I felt like I was starting something brand new. Now we know God is ahead of us, and He's always working, right? So that's not even necessarily true. But coming here to Baylor, you didn't feel like that at all because there were already all these people that were already here. Some of which Mark Weibel had been doing basketball, you know, chapels for our home basketball team for 15, 20 years before I got here or whatever, right? So 
um, yeah, so it's it's getting to know those folks and us kind of kind of coming together and to say, hey, um, everybody's doing different things on different teams. How could we kind of lock arms together mm. and be better together, right? And I think so. That's been that's been a honestly, it's been a challenge, but a good challenge in, in trying to get everybody all aligned and all buying into the same vision and mission that we're trying to do here. You know. Yeah. And so. let's add the uh, – it's a real throwback for Baylor baseball. Those two guys, co-chaplains, are yeah. uh, Bob Johns, recently yep. retired from First Woodway, but a lot of living left for yeah. John. Yeah. Bob <laughs> and great stories to tell. And Byron Weathersby, yeah. who was actually the chaplain unpaid position with Baylor baseball when Mitch was here before. Yes. So yes. Yep. those two guys, I mean, two yep. great examples yep. of, uh, you know, of the chaplains that you have mm. embedded with the different sports. Absolutely. Yeah, those two. What a what a very unique situation to have a, a former assistant coach that had been here for 18 years kind of come back, but he never left. Yeah. <laughs> so right. plugged in at First Woodway. And, of course, him and Bob have been together for a long, long time. And then, as you mentioned, Byron, having served in that role in, in the previous coaching staff with them and so yeah I think you know when Mitch got that job at least the way he told me the story he was like man I, you know right away those two guys kind of came to my mind my mind, knowing they're still here in the community and still want to be involved in the program and so yeah I you know I mean I'm sure things like that are going on around the country but it just seems like to me like that's a Baylor thing you know to happen like yeah. that you know like yeah I, I you know we don't know hopefully there's a lot of things like this going yeah. on in yeah. other schools but here i mean spiritual growth is one of the four pillars yeah. you know that mac talks about in preparing champions for life That's right. it's not you're not stuck in a no. corner somewhere yeah. you know we bring out every once in a while yeah. Yeah. i mean it is one of the pillars of what we try to do here yeah so even as you're hiring a head coach mm-hmm. Like you're saying, hey, is this a mission fit? So a guy like Mitch that comes back around and has an opportunity to to be hired, right, is in part because of his excitement about coming back to Baylor because of that spiritual growth part of it, right? So, yeah, it's not something that me, quote, me and my department have to try to, you know, infuse into everybody. It's when people are onboarded, it's kind of what's being expected of everybody. And that's just one of the great things about Baylor and Baylor athletics. You know, this is – you know, you have a very uh, fertile ground here, but yeah. very receptive, a lot of yeah. like-minded people, mm-hmm. but a lot of work to do. Also, yeah. You know, we yep. all have a lot of work to do. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is something I've always loved about that being a pillar, because I think so many of our student athletes, you know, the, the faith piece is something that draws them to Baylor, but uh, certainly not all 500 student athletes come here as Christians, as believers. Right. And so um, that I've, that's honestly something I've always loved. I loved seeing teammates come that didn't know the Lord. And because of uh, the resources that were put into um, our sports ministry programs, the coaches, like you said, it just runs all the way through and yeah. seeing people come to know God because of the people here in their relationships. So yeah. can't, can't, overstate how incredible it is that we have people here uh, that are so committed to that. So thank you, John, that you're one of those. So another one of those is your wife, Missy. You mentioned her earlier. So tell us a little bit about Missy's role in ministry and then also just about your family. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, as I mentioned, she was involved in campus ministry before we even met. (laughs) In fact, it was in that context that we met. And uh, at at a ministry at Miami of Ohio where she was involved with Campus Crusade and I came on with Athletes in Action. That was kind of the original uh, way that we had met. And so 
got married and were part of that staff team together as I was doing work with athletes. She was working, you know, with student athletes. But, of course, once once she got married and started getting to know some of the women athletes that I was working with, she kind of fell in love with them, and I mm. pulled her over toward Athletes in Action, <laughs> wow. and you know what happened. Yeah. And So, yeah, three three kids later and 30-plus and years later, uh, honestly, she is way better at campus ministry than I am. And so <laughs> – um, it was interesting transition coming here, though, to Baylor because Baylor hired me and not her, mm. if you will, right? And so, um, you know, it was, fu- it was fu- in that whole transition. She was really excited about that, thinking like, okay, I get to reinvent myself. Like, I can go to Waco and do whatever I want and be whatever I want. And I said, mm. honey, absolutely. But what happened was a couple of months after being here, right, because of what she had done <laughs> for yeah. 30 years, she was like, you know, I think probably I ought to look for something on campus and right. And so I, I forget exactly how the exact connection was made with women's tennis, mm. but um, she has really enjoyed her involvement with, with, with women's tennis and being back in the mix, you know, with campus ministry, but in a very unique situation. So part of our journey too, was that we spent three years overseas, mm. right? So we, um, we went from Miami, Ohio to Chicago, um, did ministry with pro athletes. And that's where I did my master's degree as well. And then the Lord took us overseas to Kazakhstan for three years and uh, were involved in kind of the Russian-speaking world, training young uh, athletes and how to do sports ministry and, of course, just being exposed to some of the most unbelievable people. And so for us to come here to to Baylor and for her to jump in with the women's uh, tennis team, for some people might be really intimidating because if you know anything about our women's tennis team, we literally have – players from all over the world that have come here to play tennis but for her it was like oh no like i'm used to this we've got a russian player we got one from ukraine we got Mm -hmm. even some of the same languages that we heard in kazakhstan are you know flying around the locker room that's great and so and obviously on a team like that with that uh with those gals there you're starting at a much different place Mm -hmm. as you mentioned katie than some of our teams where you've got kids growing up in mom and dad's baptist church or whatever and coming to baylor and these gals aren't really that familiar with the Christian faith. And so you have to start in a much different place. But mm-hmm. so she's taken kind of the long road and built incredible relationships with these gals. And um, we've had opportunities to have uh, one-on-one chapel experiences that she's done a great job of kind of just starting with all of the questions that these gals are, are asking, you know, mm-hmm. does God even exist? And is the Bible really true? And those kind of you know basic questions. And she's just had some phenomenal conversations, built relationships. And now, you know, these girls are texting her all the time, and she's got great relationships with them. Um, one of the former players that that graduated and yet is pursuing a Ph.D. now here at Baylor has gotten plugged in over at Highland and has come to faith and has gotten baptized. And, like, amazing, like, uh, that that would happen given the gal, you know, when she first, when Missy first interacted with her, she didn't want anything to do with God. She wow. basically said, you know, I'll talk to you, but I don't want to talk about God. Wow. <laughs> and now you look at what, you know, the Lord has done in this gal's life, and you're like, you know, it's fun just to start planting seeds and mm-hmm. praying and building relationships and to see what God does, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, so that's a little bit about what she does. Our kids um, are now 31, um, 29, and 27. Wow. Mm-hmm. Our oldest actually lives in Austria. He's married to a, a Hungarian 
gal, they, uh, he went over there to do a master's degree and ended up staying to work and found, you know, Alex and they got married. And so she's actually applied for a green card and they're trying to come back and oh. move here to Waco. Oh, that's exciting. If you know anything, anything about that process, it is a long <laughs> and arduous process. They're a year in already and oh are my. still waiting to hear kind of on next Ooh. steps. And so we're praying they can get here as soon as possible. But, you know, we talk about it all the time. They're not going to be there one day longer or less than what the Lord really mm. wants them to be. But. My middle son, Derek, is married uh, as well, lives in Chicago um, to a gal that they he, he played football at Bucknell, met a soccer player there. They got married, um, and Samantha's going to medical school. So they're in wow. Chicago, and my son works in business, and she's in her third year of medical school. And then our, our daughter is uh, a school teacher back out in New Jersey. She is a Jersey girl through and through. <laughs> We're trying to shoehorn her out of there and get her here <laughs> to Waco with us. Um, she teaches in a low-income dual-language classroom there right near Rutgers in, in New Brunswick, New Jersey, and, and just loves these kids to death. In fact, just sent my, my wife a video this morning. It's actually Missy's birthday today. Oh. And my daughter kind of – Yeah, my daughter kind of huddled up her kindergarten class on a rug and had them sing happy oh. birthday oh, to her great. and just sent a oh, video in sweet. our family chat. Really, really cute. But – um, so yeah, we're we're kind of spread all over the all over the world yeah. as a family. You know, wish they could all be here in Waco with us, mm. but they can't. Actually, our daughter Jenna's coming for for Thanksgiving. She'll be here on Thursday for a oh, long nice. weekend. Really excited about that. Mm. But so we have uh, done this stretch of the Baylor journey without without yeah. our kids. They're they're launched in, in other places now, and so yeah. that's kind of where we're at as a family. Well, happy birthday, Missy! <laughs> yeah, from the second podcast. Yeah. That's great. Your time overseas that you talked about, one of the great things you do now are the uh, sports mission trips mm-hmm. uh, for student athletes here. That is that is great. That Absolutely. is remarkable. Absolutely. Uh, does your background of being international kind of help with that? Absolutely. As you know, those trips were going, going on long before I ever got here. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's this great, incredible history here at Baylor and Baylor Missions. And, you know, my, my predecessor, Wes Yeary, and the trips that, you know, kind of he started, I think, with athletes and Kim Scott over at the Slick and that kind of thing. Yeah. So for me to kind of for me to kind of jump in uh, here in this role and uh, to have the ability to do that has been tremendous, right? Because obviously we really enjoy doing that. And to have that, again, kind of on the job description is something that, that I have to do. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm excited <laughs> about coming and <laughs> right. getting to do that, right? And so, yeah, we uh, on the on the schedule for this next year, we've got a, a trip back to Louisiana here in, in January to do more hurricane relief that we had done, mm-hmm. you know, last May. Um, we've got a, a new trip coming on um, to um, Croatia wow. in May. Really excited to partner with some of our Athletes in Action friends that have been over there for years at a, a sports university to kind of be on campus and build relationships with them and try to expand what they're doing there in May. And then in August, going back to Costa Rica, um, which we had uh, first first time trip last August, which was really a fun um, ministry trip to put together in the sense that uh, we had been doing two trips the last few years or since I'd gotten here, really one in, in January and one in May. And because of that, some of our spring sport athletes weren't available to go on either of those trips. Right, so baseball, right. softball, track and field. And so right. actually Marcus Sedbury, my former boss, and I started talking about it years ago. What would it look to try to do like to do something in August? And, of course, it hadn't happened, but it popped up again this last year, and we were able to jump in. And, and um, again, a couple of our chaplains said, yeah, I'll go and lead it. And we had 17 student-athletes, again, primarily softball, baseball, track and field. I think a, a few equestrian girls went as well. 
and had an awesome time doing a, a home build and then um, connecting with FCA and doing some some work with kids down there as well. So we're going to go back to Costa Rica again in August. So Wow, how cool. And how many student-athletes typically go on each of those trips? Yeah, so the goal is kind of a, for a trip of 20 between okay. student-athletes and a couple of leaders. And so, yeah, I mean, if, if we had 20 on three trips, we'd you know, 60 kids awesome. a, a year, Such which cool would be really, really cool. Yep. Yeah, what great experiences. Life-changing, you Absolutely. know, for, for the people that you, you meet and visit and help with and, yep. you know, tell your testimony to. But yep. life-changing for our student-athletes, too. Absolutely. Really fun to see these student-athletes uh, across sports get to know each other and spend literally 24-7 for a week together. They come back, you know, and each other's phones and social media and connecting beyond that and really just fun to see those relationships built that really would probably not, not be built any, in any other context, right, because of the how, how busy these student-athletes are and really kind of siloed into their own sports and schedules and that kind of thing. So it really is a, a great opportunity to build community amongst the student-athletes as well. That's good. And those uh – trips they're not free and right. they're not cheap either <laughs> yeah, that's right so if anybody's listening that ever wants to you know so into that yeah. ministry I mean, absolutely you would be open to that absolutely right? yeah. yeah feel free to contact me at baylor yeah. sports ministry or even at bu missions and so but honestly john one of the one of the i think very valuable things in those trips is getting the student athlete involved in raising some of that money right mm-hmm. just being able to to post that on their social media and yeah. say, hey, we're going as a team and this is how much it costs. Is, is there anybody out there that would like to invest in that, That's right? Great. Is a faith stretcher yeah. that, again, we and we when we start the meetings in the run-ups to the trips, we tell them, listen, guys, this, this trip is all about serving, but it's also about spiritual growth for you. And you're going to begin to grow spiritually before we ever leave <laughs> town. <Yeah. laughs> whether we're flying on a plane and going international or whether we're take, you know, jumping on a bus and going to Louisiana, we want to stretch your faith. And one of the ways mm. you know, we get our faith stretched is to trust God mm. to provide for us. And uh, you know, that's not something that's just going to end at the, at the end of your college career, right? As you launch off into your professional life. Um, whether you, you know, are working in ministry work or not, you're still trusting God to provide for you and ultimately maybe someday for your family and that kind of thing too. So again, those kind of lessons learned and that faith stretched in those kind of ways. And, and that's what it's all about, right? Is we, we want to invest in the, the lives of these student athletes. So yeah, they make an impact now, but it, it's really for the rest of their lives, yeah. right? Yeah. So. Preparing champions for life, Amen. and in this yep. case, beyond. Yeah. <laughs> beyond. That's right. yeah. Eternal life, too. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's great. Another another job uh, duties as assigned is you lead our men's uh, Bible study, and uh, I appreciate that very much. Yeah. There's a group of us that meet with John every Wednesday morning, and yeah. thank you very much for carving out some time yeah. to make that work. You're welcome, J-Mo. So, it's fun. It's yeah. fun to get to know others in the athletic department here in that yeah. context. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, good. you guys aren't the only ones having fun. The girls have a lot of fun on Thursday mornings with <laughs> Holly as yeah. well. There so. you go. <laughs> yeah, I have no doubt about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for your time. It is great to visit with you, learn more about what you do and, and uh, your responsibilities here and how you're really affecting our student-athletes yeah. in such a positive, life-changing way. Well, thanks so much, guys. Thanks for having me on, and, and happy Thanksgiving to you all. And, yeah, thanks so much. Thanksgiving thanks, week's John. a fun week. Thank you, John. Uh,
Have you been looking for a new podcast to listen to? Are you interested in true crime, funny one-star reviews, or inspiring stories? What about the history of Waco or the famous people who've lived and worked here? All these and more are produced by Rogue Media Network. There are over 80 different shows, including this one, with more coming all the time. If there is a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. Watch on YouTube or listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Katie, fun day. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Well, it's Kennedy's first Thanksgiving. That's my little five-month-old baby (laughs) girl. that's right. Um, (laughs) Not that she'll be eating anything different than milk, but it's still a big deal. Wear a fun outfit. turkey. (laughs) Yes, we will be going over to my in-law's house that live in Waco, Chase's parents. So we do that every year, and it'll be a big time. Fun. Very good. What about you, John? Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, home on Thursday, football okay. on Friday. There you go. And then we've got everybody coming over on Saturday, actually. Wow. So it'll be a lot of fun. That'll fun week. Fun. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. John, thank you very much. You're welcome. Katie, thank you very much. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. That's this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Sikkim Podcast. You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics.